0: Girl podcast is on food trials. I'm particularly passionate about this podcast since my own pitbull just went on his first ever food trial. Not knowing anything about dermatology, I learned quite a bit from our vet girl dermatology expert, Dr. Amy Harstad. So, today's podcast is going to focus on food trials and whether or not it's appropriate to use over-the-counter foods as dietary elimination trials. Diagnostic food trials are necessary to rule out food allergy in dogs with non-seasonal puritis. With the growing prevalence of food allergic dogs, we veterinarians need to know about the scientific veterinary updates when it comes to truly hypoallergenic diets. Veterinarians and pet owners can choose between over-the-counter diets, prescription novel protein diets, prescription hydrolyzed diets, and even home cooked diets to perform a diet trial. Typically, the recommended duration of food trials ranges between eight to 12 weeks. It's important that only one protein and one carbohydrate source are used. For example, venison and potato. More recently, there are more and more brands of dog food available over-the-counter. Pet owners have access to these diets that have ingredients that could be considered quote-unquote novel. They're convenient and generally less expensive than prescription diets. As many pet owners are often getting their advice from the salesperson in some of these pet stores, who often may lack veterinary expertise, we as veterinarians need to be aware that these quote-unquote novel over-the-counter diets may not be appropriate. Many of us have been in an exam room discussing the need to perform a food trial when the owner proudly lists several premium over-the-counter food trials that they have already tried that may include exotic proteins like venison, duck, rabbit, or even vegetarian options. Well, if you have ever wondered if these diets would be okay to use for a food trial, think again. Ratatick, Remillard, and Tater out of Angel in Boston provided a great retrospective study to answer that question. In this study, Ratatick and all used ELISA testing to identify common food proteins in over-the-counter dog foods. They hypothesized that the ingredients found in the tested over-the-counter venison diets would match the ingredients on the label. So the authors used an independent laboratory to perform amplified double-sandwich type ELISA testing for poultry, beef, and soy proteins. They looked at eight diets, which included four control diets and four test diets. Out of the four control diets, one was a negative control diet, and the other three were positive controls. The negative control diet, diet number one, was a prescription venison and potato limited ingredient diet. This diet tested negative with the ELISA testing for soy, poultry, and beef. This diet sounds suspiciously like what I'm feeding my own pit bull. The three positive controls, diets two through four, were over-the-counter diets that included soy, poultry, or beef on the ingredient label. Each positive control test tested positive for the respective protein that the ELISA test was used to detect. As for the test diets, these were numbered diets 5 through 8. Diets 5, 6, and 7 included proteins verified by ELISA testing that were not listed on the ingredient label. Diet 8 had test results that matched the ingredient list. Diets 2, 4, and 7 listed poultry meal, chicken byproduct meal, and chicken livers ingredients, but were negative on the ELISA test. Even though one out of the four over-the-counter diets had ingredients consistent with the labeling, it would be important to confirm repeatable negative ELISA testing for extraneous proteins. In this study, the food was tested one time in June of 2009. Two out of the four over-the-counter venison diets also contained chicken. Therefore, these diets would not be suitable for a diet trial. Again, a food diet trial should only include one protein source. The study raised concerns that the poultry ELISA test had false negative results also. Therefore, it brings up the question, was a negative control diet, diet number one, truly negative for all poultry ingredients? At this time, it's unknown what quantity of a contaminant protein will induce dermatological clinical signs in a food allergic dog. Most likely, it's variable from pet to pet. Therefore, over-the-counter diets may be options as maintenance diets once a food allergy has been diagnosed and confirmed by re-challenging with the dog's previous diet. What can we take away from this study? Overall, shocking results. This study proved to us that over-the-counter dog foods should not be used for diagnostic diet trial. They could be tried as a maintenance diet, but caution the owner to absorb for adverse reactions when switching to an over-the-counter diet and also with each new bag. When discussing over-the-counter diets with clients, I let them know that just because a diet is not a good elimination diet doesn't mean it's not a good diet nutritionally. You can use analogy to help them understand. For example, if you're at Dairy Queen and order an M&M Blizzard and a peanut accidentally falls in, it's no big deal, unless you're allergic to peanuts.